That's how it starts. The fever, the rage, the feeling of powerlessness that turns good men cruel. Welcome, I'm Andrew Dice. And I'm Stephen Colbert. And this is Batman v Superman by the Minute, a podcast devoted to re-watching, discussing, and dissecting the good, the bad, the outstanding moments of Batman v Superman one minute at a time. I pump that up a little bit because this is a dark minute that we're headed into. Minute 117, for anyone who doesn't recall, Minute 116 ended with Lex Luthor informing Superman that... Every boy's special lady is his mother, teasing the actions he has taken to make Superman fight Batman as he wishes. Superman thought it was impossible, and then Lex now is revealing that he has done the the impossible and the unthinkable for a lot of Superman and comic book fans. But let's get into discussing the specifics as Minute 117 begins with Martha, Martha, Martha. I don't know! I would not let them tell me! Now, if you kill me, Martha dies. And if you fly away, Martha also dies. But if you kill the bat, Martha lives. There we go. There we go. Hmm. And now God bends to my will. The cliffhanger of the previous minute with the music ceasing for the delivery of every boy special lady is his mother. Horns. <laughs> Lex horns as Clark turns. I mean, the, the editing here and the physical perf- performances are so good. It becomes uh, not in any way super heroic. Gosh, I don't even know. Theatrical? It's not theatrical. The way that this is done is so staccato. Uh, you can picture what he's about to say. You know, if you bring up his mother, now that Clark realizes he knows he's Clark Joseph Kent, he starts toward Lex the way, you know, even that is a little bit of an uncharacteristic, I guess. He's ready to grab him or say, you know, what did you do? What are you, what are you going to do? And Lex just turns around with the photo spread across his chest. Well, it's almost like he's revealing a hand of cards. Oh, man, totally. I mean, and the way that Superman freezes, like the, I I remember as an audience member being so caught off guard with what has already taken place and the objectionable nature of it and the, the, the crime that has been committed and the unnatural wrongness that has been perpetrated being shown to me, hey, look at this, as quickly as it is to Superman, that Superman freezes. I, I would not allow myself to to understate the power of seeing Diane Lane's face as Martha Kent gagged, the mascara running. It, it's just... I don't, I don't, I don't know. I, w- I was so overcome and struck in the moment that I saw this of just how wrong it was. You realize what Lex really is in a single moment for like the second or third time of this movie. That um, I was as struck to sort of see Superman not enraged, not uh, uh, outraged. He is just dumbstruck. That that uh, I I love that choice. Clark is still a person first. His reaction to this is completely human, completely natural. And for a movie that is doing so much operatic, I love that they treated this little moment as very small, very intimate, authentic. Well, and it's banging at all cylinders, too. Like you mentioned, like the sound design. You've got the sound design, the cinematography, the blocking, the acting, 
the music like all going together here where you've got the horns Superman takes a step towards him he 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 goes hmm as he <laughs> flips the, the yeah. hand around there's a slight push in from the camera it cuts back to him he as he steps back or freezes in his steps and then you've got a little thunder and then the music cut like it's just it's it's like a very punctuate like you said it's 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 like staccato or like it's it's punctuating just how big of a reveal it is as and Alex is making it that kind of a reveal too by you know f- the theatricality of flipping around the pictures oh it's so mo- just malevolent yeah it is where he really proves how he can sell the uh, well i mean serial killer well because even when he flips it around he goes huh like yeah what is this and then and then there's the thunder and superman steps back and he goes hmm like it's just I don't know. It's it's he has elevated into well Lex, I guess, right? Like he is becoming Lex in this movie as much as Clark's becoming Superman. Yeah. You know, he says, "Yes, the punishment for witches. What is that?" I, I I remember almost half hearing this in the same way that Superman is. Obviously, she has witch on her forehead. The punishment for witches is death by fire. Again, credit to Henry Cavill, subdued face acting through this entire thing. Well, I mean, just face acting. The way he recoils, uh, like you said, and then this just throwing the cards and his his reaction as you know clark there in the superman suit is to fall down onto his knees looking at the these photos of his mother it is um well and there's also the i mean death by fire like that's how lara was killed so oh so what lex is right wow the last uh, the last shot we saw of her was literally her back silhouetted against pillars of fire from krypton Again, Lex's continued mmms yeah. as he is throwing the card or the the photos cards. There you go. At Le- you know Superman hitting him in the face. What I am I am dumbfounded at the boldness of saying we should have photographs of Martha Kent tied up and gagged and just throwing them at Superman as he falls onto his knees. That is like such a, you know, again, like I'm not going to, I'm not going to allude or, or give pay lip service to the people who would say that this is wrong in the context of this story. There's nothing about this that I think is out of place or out of line for me. And I don't think it is for you either. It is just a moment that communicates what the actual stakes here are. How evil is Lex really? How out of his depths is Superman? And, I mean, the scene itself, these could be any characters and it would be, I think, as powerful in the way that this is actually written and acted out. And then also, because I'm looking at this at a minute at a time and a shot at a time, one of the most unforgettable comic images I think I could ever see is the shot that is I had overlooked until now, which is the last shot of Super... I, I, I'm, I'm going to describe the shot and I'm going to be feel... I could not feel dumber about having not had this shot burned into my memory. So please nobody message me about it because I already feel terrible. I prostrate myself before the people who have witnessed this scene. It is a shot of Superman holding up a photo of Martha Kent now staring him in the eyes as he brushes his thumb across her face and then begins shaking because that is the moment. I, I, am, I, am, I am so embarrassed. That this moment did not stand out as like one of the most exquisitely executed in the entire movie. We talk about like images that could be comic book panels. 
this would stand out as like this would have an emotional reaction for readers as the first photo of her is kind of dazed. The photo behind Lex is almost haunting in like the white eyes that she has. Mm -hmm. So you don't have that connection with Martha yet. You are seeing what was done to her. And then Clark on his knees picks up a photo and sees his mother having this done to her looking at him. How lightly he's holding it and touching her face to then holding it and then shaking because he's about to lose it. I always took the him looking up with the heat vision as his moment of breaking when it is absolutely starting here and it makes it a hundred times better. Yeah, it's the it's did you grasp this shot? No, not in the way that I should have. No. Okay. Because I because the the where is she is such a clear break that I didn't even notice the hand tremble until you until you pointed it out. And I think people were also distracted by like I I said sort of at the end of the last minute that with the taking pictures of Martha Kent mascara running blindfolded witch on her forehead like that was a, such a visceral wicked thing that that was one of those things that like we talked about this a bit like even you know, one of the earliest episodes about like portraying something that mirrored nine eleven. about is this an appropriate way to do like, is this, is this like too sadistic almost like for a comic book movie? Like, is that image of Martha too far? Which, I mean, there's a question of, is it too far for Lex? Clearly not. Is that, is that too dark to portray in any movie? I don't know, but it's like, to your point, gets the point across pretty quickly. <laughs> I think why I'm so upset and what I'm taking from this is I had not witnessed and processed and really grasped how much these moments are used to sell Clark's, well, not just reaction, but the the whole falling to his knees and seeing what's happened and then finding this photo of, of his mother looking at him and him seeing that and realizing he didn't see <laughs> yeah, all over again, right? Well, Did this to my mother and I didn't even know that you were doing it. Yeah, this has already been done. Yeah. Like, even if I save her, this is already... And and I think especially juxtaposed against, like, there were two lines. He was literally just smirking. You think you yeah. can make me fight him? He's like, she's safe on the ground. Where? How about you? Like, he was smirking when he said both of those things because he was confident in his own, he saved Lois. What are you going to do to her? Like, yeah, I saved her. I'm, I'm here. I'm power. I'm power. I was like, watching, man. I kept my ears open. You know, he's confident in his power to like. I'm here. My people are protected. What are you going to do about it? And he's like, Oh no, 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 no. I already have your mother. I already roughed her up and took pictures of her. And you have no idea where she is, what state she is in, and that is your weakness. Your, your you know, muscles are going to do nothing. Yeah. And again, it's hitting that from the previous minute again of the whole, you know, how, how did, what made the, the horses stop screaming was your mother, right? Yeah. Was I found someone to make my world and he's, you know, oh, I, I know that it's Lois. I know that it's Lois, but then Lex knows every boy special lady is his mother. Why does Lex know that? Yeah. Why does Lex know that 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 a, a a crime perpetrated on her will be, one, unrivaled by anything else that he could do to him, but two, something he could do, like something that he wouldn't be watching for. We talked before about how Clark calling her in the middle of the night and just saying hi 
And all of that acceptance of like, as I've been living my own life, this connection has been weakening. And we saw that on on Martha's face when he showed up in Man of Steel after his trip around the world, right? That that totally human mother-son thing that has been, you know, dominated in this movie by Bruce, certainly in a storyline. But to now have that roaring back and in line with you didn't see, you weren't looking. I, I mean, I, 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 and again, like I said, he doesn't know she's alive at all. And that is, feeds into the rage of where is she? Um, you know, he's moved on beyond what have you done? What did you do? I am succumbing to rage and violation. Where is she? And, and then <laughs> Lex, in the true, really masterstroke of his plan and delivered in probably the best possible way that any actor ever could, says, I don't know. Um, you know, reveling in like even the genius of this part of his plan. I would not let them tell me. Uh, you know, he's like getting to share that with him. Like, oh, this is the best part. And then he puts the hands on the hips again as he's really feeling himself. Although I do feel there's a moment though with the, like he, he is still reveling, but there there is another moment that feels like he is struggling to regain control for a moment of like, but Superman doesn't know yet that like he needs to communicate real quickly. Like, She's alive for, as long as you don't hurt me because and, and but it's like a very, it's like it's trying to like settle a, 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 a wild stallion or something where he's like, whoa, hold on just a second, <laughs> knowing full well that like, oh, wait, he is at a level that I like this. This rage needs to be settled real fast before it, it my plan backfires on me because like Lex doesn't Martha dying doesn't matter. To Lex, if Lex is already dead, he needs <laughs> he needs yeah. Superman to know that her survival depends on his cooperation first. This is also the moment where I feel like if you're Zack Snyder, when Superman, you know, being the guy that he is, looks up with the heat vision flaring and says, "Where is she?" and Lex wags his finger back and forth in front of his eyes, saying, "Ah ah ah." That is like, oh, absolutely, I cast the right person for this. Oh, yeah. Because this is the perfect just countering of, of energies. Well, and this whole, I mean, even in the, in the last minute I pointed it out, when he's, he's like almost, he's dancing back and forth in front of the camera when he's gesturing to the bat signal and stuff. It's like doing the... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the way, the finger again. The yeah, Egyptian yeah. or whatever. <laughs> like, <laughs> and yeah, and so then to, to get to this point... And to your point, communicates it super quickly. If you kill me, Martha dies. If you fly away, yeah. mm, Martha also dies. Right, but but he has to first... like If you notice how quickly he gets that line out, he's like, oh, whoa, 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 whoa wait. If you kill yep. me, she dies. And now I'll take my time with the theatricality for the rest. That first one was like for his survival. These other ones are for his enjoyment. <laughs> I think this is the part that is overlooked by anyone who says that, oh, yeah, I didn't really get the whole fighting thing. I didn't really get Superman's motivation is, no, I mean, saying I have your mother. If you kill me, she dies. If you fly away, she dies. If you kill the bat, Martha lives. I mean, that is when the heat vision fades because I think Superman realizes, like, I have no move here. Yeah. He has outmaneuvered me and I need to think. I can't be, I can't succumb to rage, which any boy would do for their special lady. And like I mentioned at the last, in the last minute, the moment where his eyes drop is him realizing, like, oh no, not only has he been planting seeds of rage in Batman, but also tricked me into establishing a level, like, him showing up to wreck the Batmobile and being like, if your light shines again, don't go to it. If that moment hadn't happened, 
would there be a a more mutual meeting possible at this point where he's like oh no i already told him i'm gonna wreck him if he steps up again and now i'm supposed to go and show up and and be like don't worry about it (laughs) yeah like and then uh the the head dropping realizing that he is defeated and needs to kind of collect himself i I remember seeing this shot when we when i was doing like the breakdown of the trailer and i saw this shot that was in it and i thought what could possibly what sequence of events could possibly lead to superman on his knees and lex like it's like a parental gesture right but he isn't he doesn't have his hand on his head because that would almost be too intimate for lex he just has this like you're like a thing like you're fragile there we go there we go hmm and now god bends to my will i i could never have thought of what he would do but then when this moment happened it was oh absolutely I, I I buy every second of this. This yeah. is the Lex that they were making. And and this is what the, the crucible that Superman has to go through. And we get the, the head sinking. Uh, and then he, Lex, it almost looks like he's going to put his hand under his chin. But uh, but he stops and, and savors it. God bends to my will. And then Superman, <laughs> hearing that, perhaps, slowly lifts his head to stare at this, like, object of my hate. And, of course, that's where the minute ends. <laughs> well, but not before Alex slips in a, hmm. Hmm. I think that the dropping of the, you know, we said the quiet part out loud for a long time in minute, uh, I think, 115. Yeah. Where that's all, it was all about the, the free will paradox. And so then for, for him to then drop here and now God bends to my will, that was the part that has not been said up to this point. It was not about good or evil. It was not about all these other things. It was about my will versus anybody else's will. They need to see that I can do it. Yeah. That's what he was at. Yeah. Yeah. I need to, I, I, I can do, I can choose, I can decide, I can be. And anybody else's ability to do the same is a threat to my will. And so therefore, and, and neither can you, right? Like, and so I, I find that ending this entire streak with, so now we've established why Lex hates Superman, what he's doing about it, and it all ends with the phrase, now God bends to my will. Now, the one thing I want to call out in this minute, I, obviously the pacing is a very, you know, it continues to be meticulous. We're calling out like where the moments end. It's also like the 30 second mark that he succumbs to his rage. Okay, so we get the reveal of the mom on the minute. Then he unleashes his rage at 30 and then he's back. He's calmed down and now he's resolved again at the minute. That great pacing. But the music here, I believe this song on the soundtrack is Problems Up Here. It, it, it punctuates the sort of horror and the tragedy of what has happened to Martha with this mellifluous uh, woman's voice singing notes. It's not words, right? Mm -hmm. This incredibly somber, pained, but also tender. Do you remember the other time in the movie when we heard music punctuated by a woman's voice just calling out notes through tragedy? I remember calling it out. I am trying to remember which moment it was. Uh, it is the opening sequence of the death of Martha Wayne. That over time becomes the note pattern for Batman's theme. 
it, it starts off as a woman calling in a note progression. And then by the time we get to his nightmare, it is just pained. Na, 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 na. The beautiful mm-hmm. lie that this woman's voice, this woman's tragic calling out operatically in the first opening. And now in Superman, when he has this low moment where he is brought to his knees by what he perceives as what could be the death of his mother, that voice comes in far more sweetly, far more tenderly to serenade him. Even though he can't hear it, we can hear it. And I'm going, I'm going to say that for me, this is the voice of Martha Wayne. Mm. Because Bruce warps the calling of his mother. That's the demon in her tomb. Exactly. I mean, and we've talked before, that is his mother. Well, we postulate, I don't know if we said it this, but I don't think this goes against anything we said. That is his mother calling him to her. There's the stained glass of Superman vanquishing the demon in Metropolis (laughs) saying, this guy is good. You are wrong to be taking what you are taking from this. Bruce, hear me. Hear me calling you to my grave. And the bat that you have created consuming you. And Bruce, as we remember, immediately woke up and then pounded pills and drank a bottle of wine because he's not ready to hear that. Because as we said, the sound of the world engine, which was watching his family die, has now been pressed onto sitting there on the street and watching his mother die. And that sequence at the start of the movie, it's the intercut between the funeral. Even there, it was his mother's death that was singled out, right? Not his father, his father, Martha. You know, he lived through that, at least to start with. It was the death of Martha Wayne that was treated as the thing. So it was no coincidence that in this incredibly tragic sequence about the death of his mother and his inability to process it, that that woman's voice was calling out in the most operatic, theatrical, you know, forlorn accompaniment to this scene, which again, we called out at the time, opens with adult Bruce saying there was a time before. That this is a memory of Bruce's, is how that was framed. That this was to some degree how he recalled Even it. him floating up, carried by the bats. Well, him floating, right? yeah, it was the dream. But Martha's pearl in that dream, the death, calling out to him, falling down to him in that cave before he was lifted out. And then he saw that as the bats rising into the darkness and the beautiful well, light. Which then juxtaposed against the, the demon bat in his mother's tomb of like the beautiful lie. that I thought it was this, it was actually that. Yeah. Or he thought it was actually that. Turns out it wasn't. <laughs> but like that's the Bruce can no longer hear his his mother's actual voice. He has turned a deaf ear to it. He's intentionally turning a deaf ear to it and has made this weird shift towards his father. Or has has not he's he's warped it. He's hearing it, yes. but he's not listening to it. There's vulnerability and pain there, Mom. Yeah. I want to go to my dad whose whose instinct was to attack. Yeah. Uh, because I'm a hunter. I'm a hunter, mom. Uh and maybe sensing that that has fallen on deaf ears. You could you could put a parallel. We don't get a shot of Bruce on his knees, you know, in between his parents. But this shot of Superman falling to his knees, looking at his mother, it makes it so much richer to me when I realize that that is the moment when we get 
the woman's voice coming in that is not operatic. It's not fictionalized. It's not translated into pained musical notes that are haunting him alongside his PTSD. It is just a woman's voice now calling more clearly than ever to Superman, to Clark, about what is going to be happening in this moment, what he's going to do with this tragedy, and that the sequence that concludes it is Lex saying, if you'd kill the bat, Martha lives. There's one way to take what is being communicated here. I don't think that Martha Wayne is calling out to Superman to kill (laughs) the bat, but is she? I think that she, this is for me now Martha Wayne calling out to Clark because he is now in the role of, this is going to be very rich when we get into the minutes following a warehouse fight coming later in the movie, Martha Wayne is calling out to Clark because she needs him to save her son. Yeah. I love the music for what it is. It is absolutely now my (laughs) headcanon that this is the ghost. The ghost of Martha Wayne is now going to be like a figure outside of this story. We, this is the first time in the story that I actually get to hear what Martha Wayne actually sounded like in a like metaphysical way, not the way that Bruce had dramatized her and fictionalized her in his trauma is no, it was actually just a, a mom. Well, yeah, because he is he's still listening to his mom. He still calls her just to hear her voice. And of course, as Le- as Lex says, Lex, I mean, I think I think he's on my side. He kind of brings this into canon when he says Martha, 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 of course referring to Wayne Kent and Luther. Yes, which I think is is very neat. But God bends to my will is where we end the minute. I'm now going to be hitting this thing so hard. As the rest of the <laughs> as the rest of the movie goes on. But yeah, I invite anybody to go back and listen to the uh opening sort of scene and then how those the the notes of a woman singing are kind of melded into they're literally melded into the music of Bruce's dream of how he has packaged up the death of his again the death of his parents but it really is the death of his mother that is tormenting him and how that is translated into the musical accompaniment it is dehumanized through the beautiful lie to where we get this incredibly standout vocal that is almost unrecognizable musically uh, because it is just the sound of a woman, a mother, a Martha. It's the name of my book. <laughs> that I'll be, <laughs> is the name of our book we'll be writing. It's the cover of that has like, you, you got like a pipe. Yeah. And you're like a... <laughs> <laughs> Taking this as a moment when Martha, I'll just say capital M, Martha, is calling to Clark to save Martha is going to be rich. I think Martha Wayne definitely has a role in this story and is, and is sort of ever-present. So at the very least, even if you can't get on board with everything I'm saying here about this being her physically disembodied voice, it is just another way that she is exerting influence on the story. How does that sound? That sounds great. Do you have anything else? No, I don't. I mean, I obviously I could go on and on and on about the 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 original the way this fits into the the larger plan outside of BVS. I, I do think that it is interesting. I don't think there's a female vocalist in the cyborg's vision from Justice League, but the the music does is a, a similar kind of parallel with uh, you know Superman on his knees and and all that. I will. I'll ask you. I don't think I need to say much about it, but I will ask you. Uh, are you able to view the shot of him holding the photo of Martha? 
Yes. Okay. You will notice a few things in these photos beyond the ones that he is holding. I don't know how they did it. I'm assuming it has to be digital manipulation because there's no way that it would it could fall like this. But the photos are uh, from right to left. I think it's the first photo we see of Martha with witch on her forehead gagged over top or it is over top of a photo of her hands uh, tied in ropes. The fact that witch across her forehead makes something of a crown uh, impression is is obviously powerful imagery that is not out of place for either of the two movies so far. Then there is the photo that he is looking at. There is the photo of Martha with the glowing white shining eyes. Above that is another one of her tied up with gag through her mouth and a rope around her chest. And then, Stephen, what is the final photo on the left? Partly obscured by Clark's knee. It is... I'm not sure there is something in the... It's a close-up of something. This is a close-up on the rope that is tied across her chest, which means that what is underneath it is a close-up of what is hanging around her neck, which is her cross. Mm. I just want to call out, we will get a gleaming look at this uh, cross when we actually get to see Martha. But just for anybody who says that we're doing this stuff to the movie or bringing it to it, the guy who took the photos... <laughs> the goon. I don't know if this is a job personally delegated to, uh, delegated to KG Beast or just some other goon, but that guy started taking photos and said, wow, the Christ imagery here is really palpable, gang. Can you spin her around? I'm going to get a photo of her hands bound uh, because that is just speaking volumes to me. And oh my God, she's wearing a cross around her neck. Too perfect. I need a close up. <laughs> I will say, so having freeze-framed through this shot also, you said I don't know if it's digital manipulation. If you do, if you look at the frame-by-frame of this coming coming into frame, changes trajectory before it hits his knee. Ah. So it looks pretty clear that they maybe had it already on his knee. They had it there. And then they threw another one there and then just spliced together. Like, there's no cut. It's pretty seamless. But if you see the motion... It spins into frame like it... Like oh it was, my god, yeah, that would be impossible. It's, it's, it comes into frame like it was thrown, like throwing a card, but then it lands flat against his knee, so it's no longer horizontal. So there's a curve that happens to make to, to land that way prior to it actually hitting his knee. Or there's a possibility they... No, I, mean, I don't no, think they... If, if, that, if it is real, it, it's, it could never be that good. The, the, filmmaking, the filmmaking practice is up in the air, but the result <laughs> is, uh, the storytelling is great, though. Yes, the violation against what is holy, innocent, and a believer. I think that it makes sense that, you know, we've, we've talked about the, the similarities in Superman's story and the story of Jesus, that, it, you know, if you're coming for his mother, and honestly, you know what? I think if you ask the average Superman fan, they'd be like, who's more like Jesus? Who's more Christ-like, Superman or Martha? They'd be like, well, yeah, I mean, Ma Kent is pretty much like (laughs) the closest thing to an angel on Earth. So that makes sense. But yeah, I think it just adds another level to the wrongness, right? It it, it makes it clear this is a violation. This should not have been done. This is unholy. Mm -hmm. We will get to, I believe that is in the next minute that we will be talking about the holy. Yeah, although while we're saying like this cuts off before we, we get to the next part, it is still another clean segmentation of like this minute was, you know, it starts with the where is she or it doesn't start with it starts with with the Martha, Martha, Martha. And then it ends with with the God bends to my will and is kind of for all intents and purposes, the end of the the, the rooftop scene. 
uh, where the rest of it is just kind of it's it's good and relevant, but it's just kind of wrap up of like details about where and when to show up. <laughs> but the the structuring of of Lex's speech into like these these last three minutes is very some of the best examples of like why this minute being one minute at a time is like the most amazing way to kind of go about it. Uh, well, Lex doesn't know where she is. But we are going to find out in the next minute, I believe. So we sadly leave Superman on his knees, powerless, but not purposeless. He has a very resolute look on his face. And I feel like that's because he knows we're headed into some plot minutes. <laughs> we ask that people accompany us uh, for those coming minutes as well. Those are always more fun than uh, than we usually think they might be going into them. But that is it for minute 117. Please, as always, let us know what you all think of all the stuff we've talked about, whether it be on Twitter, at BVS by the Minute, or writing us a five-star review. Uh, you can tell us that we're wrong about absolutely everything. If you put in a five-star review, we'll, we'll still thank you immensely. And if you wanted to support the podcast, pass it around, share it around, tell anybody who might want to listen, or you can go to patreon.com slash Snyder Minute and support it there and get access to some fun bonus stuff as well. Until next minute... I don't know how to do an outro for this moment. It's really sad. <laughs> so I'm going to stop recording. Audacity bends to my will.